0: Welcome back everyone. This is The Changelog. We're a member-supported blog and podcast podcast that covers what's fresh and what's new in open source. You can check out the blog at thechangelog.com and the past shows at 5x5.tv slash changelog. Uh, The show is hosted by myself, uh, Adam Stokovyak, and as I mentioned in the preamble, if you're listening live, I got a special co-host on the show today, Tim Smith. Tim, say hello. Hello. Hello to you, yes. Um, If you're a long-time listener of the show, you know that you can tune in live every Tuesday at 5 Central Standard Time. However, today we are broadcasting a little tiny bit early because of some uh, post-show quickness that i got to do. But uh, this is episode number 96, and we're joined today by Jesse Wagamot. He is a fellow Rubyist and runs this very cool mentorship slash teaching slash course for Rubyists. It's called Ruby Off Rails. How, How awesome a name is that? But... Jesse,
1: welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Um, let's let's see. Where do we where do we begin with your story? So let's talk about I guess the the quickest and most easiest thing is is to do maybe a better introduction than I can do for yourself, maybe uh, tell the listeners who you are for those who may not know who you are.
1: Sure. So, I'm a freelance programmer consultant in uh, I live in Texas and I've been working uh, with Ruby and Rails since two thousand and seven um, and I went full time on it in two thousand and nine and have just been crazy happy um, so what what I wanted to do with with Ruby off Rails uh, was bring that happiness to everybody um, and so it was like okay, how can i you know how can I do that in a way that makes everybody happy, right? And, right. And so, um, so yeah, so that's the, the concept of Ruby off Rails is to just focus on the Ruby side of Rails. Uh, Rails brings the people, um, but to really become an expert in Rails, you really need to learn the language in addition to the framework.
0: That's a, a, something that especially people that are just beginning to learn, let's say their first year or two years of working with Ruby. Or trying to get you know into a web developer space where they're developing Rails applications, and you know they hear these buzzwords and they want to kind of uh, join this, join this uh, I guess clan so to speak of of uh, of uh, crazy programmers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they get they get to have some fun. They're like, I got to learn this thing called Rails, and they forget that, uh, that it's actually Ruby on Rails, meaning that you know Ruby is the framework and it's built on. Sorry, Rails is – I got that backwards. See? See? I bet you everyone's confused. Exactly. (laughs) You know, you got got Rails, and that's the framework, and it's built on top of a language called Ruby, which is a beautiful, elegant, uh, very expressive language, which, you know, to me, that's one of the funnest things about programming in Ruby. And and maybe you can speak to some of your history because you're also a a C Sharp developer, done some CGI stuff, God forbid, PHP, you know, and and other things. I mean – Programming in Ruby is much different, right? I mean, in comparison to those languages.
1: Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, I started doing web design in college, like back in the late '90s, right? And, um, and that was PHP and CGI and Perl, uh, and you know that really wasn't wasn't very much fun, right? Like they hadn't ironed out most of the kinks, and then the at least. At the time, in Texas, all of the paying gigs were Microsoft-based gigs. And so I spent a fair amount, uh, you know, from 2000 to 2007, working on straight .NET applications. Um, And so the experience of developing a .NET app is much different than developing a a Rails app. Um, You know, and, and so with... So, yeah, I mean, so seeing all of the different ways that, that you can develop these web systems, some systems try and hide everything from you, and then yeah. Rails doesn't really. I mean, y- y- you, you can do so many things, and what powers almost all of that is the, uh, the power of, of, of Ruby, right? Being able to change stuff at runtime and pass code around using blocks. Like, all of those things build together to give you the ability for what everybody's been able to write with rails.
0: Yeah, blocks are a uh, a a super powerful thing in, in ruby for sure. Um I I did want to uh mention also cuz I I just dawned on me as we were talking there that I hadn't really properly introduced my co-host, this special guest co-host either cuz I kind of did it in the preamble and I said I would do it in the show but Tim, you you're on the show too. You and I think the cool thing is that uh, having you on the show um today as a co host is kinda neat because Jesse is a teacher, you're doing some stuff with Tim likes to teach, so I guess uh you would
2: call yourself a teacher, right, Tim? I guess, but I mean I don't need any introduction. The show's not about me. It's about uh I, I about want Jessie. people to know who you are. I don't want you to just like to sit
0: here and, and <laughs> not get introduced <laughs> properly. I mean Tim Smith well, the East Wing...
2: That's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. You I know, I'm a nice guy. And plus you're also learning Ruby too, right? Yeah, and you know, this is this is uh the reason why I was so excited to to be on this particular show. Um, because Jesse, I, I just I wanna commend you first of all for for you know, venturing off into teaching people things because I, I think that is very that's a very good thing. Um and and especially as the education landscape changes over time um, you know we're going to need more things like this, where you can just learn online and 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 support a person like you that is teaching these things on your own. Um, and second of all, I I I'm very very impressed with the design of the site. I think it's very very nice and very simple. Um, so I, I I'm looking to learn more about what you're doing.
1: Oh awesome awesome! I mean thank thank you for both of those. That's uh that's fantastic. Thanks. Um yeah the the education space is really just exploding right now with different opportunities for how things can, like how people can learn. Um, There's everything from the intensive come just for six or 12 weeks in person, and then there's the massive open uh, um, enrollment systems like through Stanford and um, Coursera and and stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, the range there of all-intensive, somebody with you, you know ten hours a day to nobody with you at all uh, it 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 's so great to have that wide range of choices about what you can afford uh, both on a monetary and a time schedule um, and what really fits with how you want to spend your time um, so i mean i i 'm really excited to just be a part of it
0: well since we 're I guess we 're teeing off we were talking a bit there about the expressiveness of Ruby and. Uh, I, I guess the joys of programming in, in Ruby versus C Sharp or um, PHP or CGI, and these are all. I mean, I've done some stuff in PHP, but not in C Sharp or, or CGI. I think I looked at CGI early enough in Ruby's days to know that that was somewhere in there. And now I think Ruby kind of extract that it's away from from me having to ever look at it again. But um, I, I personally have never programmed in CGI, but. Um, we're talking, I guess more so about I guess your primary is this your primary thing you do now, Ruby off Rails
1: so i I spend about half my time on it, and the other half I spend on consulting with with various people right, right? so so um, like I'll help people either upgrade rails apps or or work on a Ruby app or something like that um, and and so I spend a fair amount of my time on Ruby off Rails the curriculum is pretty much set at this point a um, couple times a month I may update a, a lesson but the majority of the time I'm spending with students so students come and they submit like pull requests based on the episode and then we talk it over and and really try and develop a relationship with each other so that we can help and say hey did you know that there's this cool thing called map in Ruby and we go over and um, a lot of it's spent like learning by doing um, and then seeing like what else is possible. So that's kind of what, how the time is spent.
0: Yeah. I uh, remember talking to you before about the mentorship side of this and I have to see that there's a brand new section on your homepage now called mentorship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, when uh, When we talked, uh, you said, "Hey, you know that didn 't really pop that mentorship was uh, a part of like a really big part of the of the offering so i said oh that 's so that 's so ridiculous that i that i um, didn 't focus on it and so yeah it 's probably it I did I added a, a big section on it, sort of going over sample homework that people get, and then um, sort of a, a sample core request that shows like the back and forth and back and forth." Um, that you that that you take, um, which is, I, I should say that I don't think I could do this course without like GitHub's pull requests. I think that was just a just a fantastic way to to visualize code and be able to comment on it i just i can't get over how
0: it's amazing though right i mean even not just in this particular space of being able to volley back and forth uh different comments about the code and comment down to a line item and even include morse code samples in that um you know that's that's really neat it's how it's also works in the open source landscape and i guess is most of this stuff that you're doing in mentorship is it private is it in private repos you've made or is it your your uh students kind of making their own repos and you're commenting on them
1: yeah so so it's um it's not private repos so any of the code is just mit um uh license and i don't i don't hide it but i don't publicize it either uh except for right now i guess right um but everybody knows now right so but there's a ruby off rails uh organization on github and like all the code's just there so students just go to the episode after watching it and fork it to their repository, and then uh, submit a pull request with their changes, and then we comment on that pull, and then we just never um, merge the pull request, right? But um, right. but but yeah. So, so uh, it's all out there, and uh, and then what I like about this is student A can go see what student B did, yes. and and I've seen collaboration between the two of them also. Uh, I so like. I, I never thought about that, and it's, it's happening, and I, I think it's very cool.
0: And that student A collaborating with student B was – or at least seeing some of their code and what they've done beforehand, and maybe not so much um, – I, I, I don't know if – I didn't – whenever it happened to me, I guess in this year I was working on one of the things from Jumpstart Lab. They had um, – I think it was the I'm trying to recall which, which tutorial it was that, uh, that they had done. It was microblogger. Yep. And I was doing some stuff with it. And, you know, I'm still, um, you know, learning to be a bit more proficient in things. And, you um, know, I, I know a number of the different methods you can do, but I hadn't really thought about doing it quite the way this other person had done. So I'd seen in the repo there's other students who had submitted their work and you can see what they have done. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. And I kind of like gleaned forward a little bit. But learn enough from their code so that whenever I was later on a lesson, I didn't have to go back and like do the copy paste kind of sort of thing. It was more like I had read it and learned it and was able to reapply it from memory without having to 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 kind of go back to it, but it was nice to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and see it, see it a little further ahead in the lesson, basically
1: yeah, for sure um you know there there's always that um, that inclination right to to just look at the the correct answer. Um, and so people have to be, you know, not do that right. Um, but the, the real answer is that there's no right answer in programming. Right. There's um, a zillion you know, ways you
0: could do it. and man. Yeah. I guess exactly. what is, well, you know, well, I guess what is the, the most efficient way to do something? Isn't always the, the best way is it's the, sometimes the most expressive way, like the most efficient might read really weird, but uh, a more expressive you know, single line versus you know three lines uh, method, for example, could be a lot more expressive.
1: Yeah, we, I just had a example today that I was uh, commenting on somebody's work, and uh, they had created a hash that had like uh, all of the days of the week, like one and Monday, two and Tuesday, and so on, and then later on they they were writing out like one Tuesday, two, so it wasn't quote unquote dry. Uh, and and so I was, I wrote like a a way to show them how you could keep it dry. And I looked back at it and I said, this is just, this is a little bit crazy to keep it like this. Like future you is going to come and read this and not have any idea what it is at first glance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it was a good lesson uh, to me, to hopefully to to the student in like. um... Just following the rules sometimes doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you should understand them and then know when to break them, right?
0: So this this thing you're doing is obviously called Ruby Off Rails. And I, I think that before I introduced Tim and uh, I kind of derailed us for a second there because I wanted to make sure everybody knew who Tim was. Tim, you got introduced, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Everybody <laughs> knows Tim.
2: That's good. Um, sorry about that, Tim, but can I, can I ask a a quick question before we move on here? Only if it's super quick. Of course. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of the things that I, that I find so fascinating, um, like, like Adam pointed out was the mentorship aspect of, of your teaching. Um, and I think that that is, that is a huge differentiator, right? Because I mean, if you look at the other people that are the, the big players that are teaching Ruby or, or Rails, um you look at someone like code school or you look at someone like uh like treehouse uh, there really isn't any personal interaction between the teachers and the students and that and you know the, that's an experience that if you learn online you kind of miss out on if you were to learn in person um I, I, my my question would be what what motivated you to to decide to take the time to mentor the students because you know that does take time and that does take money on your part i guess yeah uh to to take that time and, and dedicate it to them
1: yeah right on um so i started ruby off rails uh because before i was doing one-on-one trainings with people uh so i help with the the houston ruby group now and people would come and say i want to learn can we do some trainings and so we'd you know, like a set of 10 or something trainings. And, and I, so, so that was my um, point of view from it. Right. I was looking at it as me training somebody and being able to give like one-on-one feedback to how they were learning because each of them would learn differently. um, And, and, and so it was more of like a tutoring relationship. Uh, So we'd come and like just start from scratch and write code and we'd talk about it. And, so, I had a couple people that didn't like the Ruby part. They would be like, "Dude, I just want my Rails, <laughs> right?" And but they and say it nothing... like that too. Yeah, to- yeah, they were surfers. Um, and and so after a couple of months, couple of months, it was it was really predictable about who was going to have success and who was was going to reach a point where their Rails was really more like copying code out of Stack Overflow or Railscasts or, or whatever, right. right? Like, it never got there for them. And so I, I was looking at it. It's like, you know, Rails is like this dialect of Ruby. So it's it's, it's its own thing, and you can stay totally within Rails, and you can be fantastically productive. But if you really want to learn, like, if you want to become, take that expert level, Right, I, And really become proficient. I think that you have to learn the Ruby part. And so that, that's what I was seeing. The people that learned Ruby could excel at Rails at a much faster pace. And they weren't frustrated by Rails. And since they learned TDD <laughs> throughout the whole process, um, they, weren't, they were positive about testing in Rails. Whereas the Rails people just never wanted to test at all. Um, and so I was able to see that happen enough, where I was like, "Okay, I think this is this is a thing." <laughs> um, and so that's why I I started looking, and I was like, "I don't just want to put content out there and not see anything." I think there needs to be tests, and so I iterated over it, and I said, "Well, it could just be they submit tests, and if I've got co- if I've got tests and they pass, then okay, they get a green light, and everybody's happy." Right, um, but. I I sort of felt that it was missing that personal touch, so to speak, right? It was missing that opportunity to have someone ask questions and really say, hey, I see what you're doing here, but you should really be doing it this way. Which is what you Um, do when
0: you're sitting there together, like, this is where it came from. So, sitting down with people from the Houston Ruby group or uh, friends you meet that want to learn Ruby, and they're like, hey, Jesse, can you teach me or show me the ropes? And so that's kind of where Ruby off Rails came from was, and this idea of how you can um build it was from this sort of hands on approach from the get go
1: yeah exactly that's exactly right, and so that's that's what I took it from, and so it just always it just always seemed that that made a lot of sense right um it wasn't until later <laughs> that I discovered uh hey you're tying the total income you can make with the uh total students that you have. Right. Right. Um and I said, you know what? That's great. Um that uh what I'm it's more of a premium class, so to speak. Um you know we really teach the intermediate level stuff. Um and so we've recently added like beginner classes, but the main course is we're building applications in Ruby. Um, and so, I the the people that complete it and do everything, um, they go on and they're 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 really happy. And so I'm happy to have this personal touch on it.
0: It, it uh, it's called Ruby Rail So Tim, I'm really glad you asked the question. You did because it kind of prefaced, um, and I think Jesse even answered my question kind of within Tim's question, which um, which basically was to to try to. For those that are listening, that may just be stumbling on Ruby, or have been hearing about Rails and they're not really sure what it is, or maybe they're really you know they've been using Ruby for a while and they just never dove in and truly learn the language. Like what the point is of Ruby off Rails? So if you plan to do Rails applications or develop something with Rails, what is the point of you know the Ruby part or learning Ruby? You know, not so much before, but really being proficient in Ruby versus just learning the Rails way?
1: Yeah, so, so I think that that's... It's a great question. Um, and, and, like, why, right? Um, and, and, and it comes down to... I think you really need to learn your tools if you want to take that next step. So I don't think that it's enough that you just learn how Rails does JavaScript to really know JavaScript. Um, and it's the same with testing. It's the same with, say, object-oriented design. Uh, and creating really maintainable software, I think that the Rails way makes sense in most sort of base camp type systems. And where the the people that I've consulted with have trouble is that there can only be one base camp. So if you deviate too far from that, some of the techniques that's the Rails way stop making sense. And, and at that point, you really are programming. You're not just p- plugging stuff into Rails. And, and that's not to say that Rails is bad at all, right? I love it. Um, but I do think that if you understand more the theory and you understand, say, what a module is and you know, what the difference are in in your Ruby methods and how to effectively use metaprogramming. Um, I think that that type of stuff really has uh, a benefit because suddenly you can start writing your own gems, right? That's not this magical secret. Like, you can start writing individual little services. Um, and so I think that that is the reason why, is so that you can do more with your Rails, than just what rails can do out of the box.
2: I think you bring up a, an amazingly good point with that because it's, it, it's, um, it, I guess it goes back to, you know, that old saying teach a man how to fish and he'll eat forever. But if you get a fish, he'll eat for a day. I know that it, that's, I totally butchered that saying, but, <laughs> but, um, but I, I guess the, the point is that. By teaching someone Ruby, which is the foundation of which Rails is built on, um, they're, they're learning the basics of, of how to think within Ruby and therefore can, can do, you know, wonders with Rails and who knows, maybe even other frameworks that are built on Ruby.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I think, um. I think the quote that you're looking for is, uh, goes something like, um, "If you fix somebody's pro- program, uh, they were only mad for a day. But if you teach them how to program, they're mad for the rest of their life." <laughs> um, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. Like, uh, I, I do think that suddenly you can write little one-off Ruby scripts, whereas before you're, you know, pr- you know, just clicking around all the time, and then you can you can bring up quick little. Sinatra apps, um, yeah. and 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 so you know, I do think that that it really does help, and I don't think you're going to get all you can out of Ruby on Rails unless you learn Ruby. Uh, I, I remember um, when we launched, and um, it, I got so much feedback from people that that were saying. I can I don't I didn't even know there were people that didn't know Ruby. And then there were a bunch of other people that that were saying, Yes, this is how you're supposed to I wish that I could go back and um and learn Ruby first.
0: And that's that's um that's why I was really taken. um I really enjoyed the concept of Ruby Off Rails because that's I, I like so you'd mentioned when the show started how long you've been working in Ruby. And honestly, I've been Designing, developing different things in the Ruby landscape for many, many years. Like, I bet you the first thing I did with Ruby was back in like 2006, 2007. But I hadn't really done a lot of programming in Ruby. I've done various things here and there, but nothing major. But I've kind of like been learning, I guess, along the way. And uh, what I really appreciated about, I guess, just this concept of learning Ruby in order to learn Rails better was it it just totally makes sense to, you know, why would you want to learn, like, I guess in a lot of cases you might think of the Rails way as a shortcut, right? Because there's a lot of magic, you know, in, in air quotes, magic in Rails that's there for a good reason. Like you said, it's a good thing because once you're a proficient enough developer, anything that you do often enough, you want to learn how to automate, you know, within reason, obviously. Um, and that's what a, a lot of what Rails does with various things that it does, with different methods that are only available in Rails and different idioms that are only in, Ru- in in Rails. They're not, you know, they're not like Ruby things, they're Rails things. But I thought, I want to learn Ruby and learn the depths of Ruby and, and really learn to appreciate the language for what it is uh, before I learn something that has been built on it to better learn, like you said, you know, launch something simple with Sinatra or, you know, anything else and Timmy, you mentioned um being able to work with another framework that's been written in ruby to not just be isolated to rails you know to, to kind of get that full breadth of of knowledge from from the uh the Rails the ruby world
1: yeah right on um i i i started around the same time i remember seeing rails and it was and I went out, and um, I was like, wow. And my wow moment was when I saw, like, find by username, right, where, um, where I was like, wait, you didn't write that method. And they're right. like, I know, that's the thing. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, right, like, my mind, The username at the like, end there is the, is
0: the magic part. That's, that is, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and so uh, I remember that moment where I was like, oh, so that's how it works when you finally saw that it's method missing right. and stuff like that, right? And And then you're like... Whoa, and I remember some the the same person that that told me like showed me rails was like a lot of people come for the rails, but they stay for the ruby and I had no idea what that meant um but I think it's absolutely true um so yeah so so I went out and I bought like agile web development and rails uh and built like a social network um that that was my uh, that was my first thing, and it's still running um what's it called uh, oh we eat so and as <laughs> As the is the style of the time, there are two T's, so it's W E E A T T, which is like horrible for search engine optimization. Um, but it's there, uh, and so if you need if you need to share your recipes with uh, friends and family, you can you can have private recipes, protected recipes that share with your family. I mean, this whole whole idea is ridiculous, right? But nice. Um, but uh, but I was like yes, and I had a spreadsheet uh, that that showed that i was going to be the next dig um oh is that right <laughs> yeah so if it grows at this and i can get Y dollars i'm gonna be awesome um how'd that work out but uh okay, well i outlasted dig uh so um i mean they're they're back obviously <laughs> but um but uh i but um but yeah so so it's it's still running uh I upgraded it a couple different times um but it, but it, you know i barely look at it right um but we 've got all our recipes there, and so whenever we want to make our uh, our pizza or like the fajitas, like we pull it up and say, "Oh okay so um it so yeah, being able just to create little stuff like that and host it on heroku it's uh it's crazy if as as you compare to what it took to get a site online in two thousand and
0: two so when you look at the I guess the learning we talked a little bit earlier in the show about. Um, others that do learning and and the depth that they do or do not go into holding the student's hand you know when you Jesse, when you look at the the landscape of learning programming not just ruby but learning programming um, how do you see that shifting as someone that's been doing ruby off rails for a while and been personally mentoring people how do you see the shift from let's say someone who you know I, i meet people sometimes that are like Oh, I want to get into web development, so I've got to go to school to get my CS my CS degree. I almost said CSS because it's just a habit, but um, <laughs> I want to get my CS degree. And I'm like, well, you, I don't think you have to do that to learn how to build stuff on the web. I think that there's that's a that's one path, but is that the right path for you? You know, there's a lot of different paths out there, and you'd mentioned some that are really in depth, some that hold your hand, some that don't hold your hand, some that you know what is the right path? I mean, how does someone begin to, if they're wanting to learn, where do they begin to go? How do you begin to identify what best
1: fits? That's such a good question. I mean, I remember I first saw programming in college and it wasn't even a CS degree. It was in business school and they just made you take uh, a programming class. And I remember that point at which it clicked and I was like, wow, right? Um, I think a lot of people do that. Uh, Most of the Programmers that I meet that have been doing it for a while—it's—it's uh, it's almost like the the profession chooses them, than like just deciding. Well, I guess I'll be a programmer. Um, I don't know if if it really works for people that that just want to do it just as a job. Um, what do you guys think about that? I'm 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 curious. Like, can I'm people can, but it is this profession for for just people that just want a job.
0: Yes, and it- I think it is for people. It can be for people who just want a job because, uh, you know, uh, we're getting into psychology here, but, you know, if you're an introvert versus an extrovert, you know, you can be very introverted as a programmer, right? You, you don't have mm-hmm. to be social and code on GitHub. You don't have to do those things, but, and, you know, you can get a job, a cozy job that you, you're really proficient at and just kind of just chill there and do that thing. Get paid whatever, get benefits, and just go into work nine to five. Program fix, you know, whatever the case might be. And then you have, you know, your your out of the box people. I'm not even sure I can give as an example that just want to learn every language they touch. Uh, I, maybe I don't know who would be a good example of somebody who can't just do that. But I mean, yeah, I think the the gamut is wide open for
2: um, Mark armand Sam sofas yeah. all those people that make me sick. That make, you, yeah. that make you sick.
1: <laughs> okay, I can I can buy that absolutely. Yeah. Um, so so I guess uh, after my little tangent there, uh, the question was, you know, how does all of this sh- end up shaping um, the the education landscape? I think that it to be a web developer, right, and soon probably a mobile developer, um, that college in the traditional sense doesn't prepare you for that i don't think um i think that if you go to school right a university and you learn computer science and you graduate with a cs degree that's prepared you to really think about hard problems in programming not necessarily how to run rails right not how to get node up and running or look at go or anything like that it doesn't i don't think it touches on much of that um, it just teaches you more of how to design how to really be able to do programming languages so it 's it 's sort of do you want to use or or do you want to create programming languages so most of the mass amount of programmers out there use frameworks right, right. um and so for them, I think it absolutely makes sense to you know whether you learn by books or whether you learn like face to face to not necessarily do college for that degree there are reasons to go to college um but i don't think college to web developer is a direct direct line um and so for those people you can look at the 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 suite of programs that are out there learning how to program um and and really start there and once you get the logic down, and then you get a little bit of design, and you get some of the um, some JavaScript and HTML, and you learn Ruby and Rails, and then you can start to learn some of the foundations of programming, right? And and can sort of iterate over that and become better over time. Um, so you can start that process uh, at thirteen, right? And and then just be creating. Um, and then being able to see the code of open source projects uh, is such a differentiator from working with open source and not. Um, being able just to open up Rails and see how they implemented uh, some link to function um, is so great as compared to a closed source system. I think that like being yeah. able to look at this and see how people are implementing stuff gives you ideas for how you can implement stuff. Uh, It really is this cycle. Um, So I think that it all just plays together of people being able to learn on their own and then work with other people
2: and help other people learn. You see, and and it's for those reasons that I don't feel that this is necessarily a job for people that want to do just 9 to 5. I don't think you can be a good programmer and not and not love it. Well, I guess that's subjective though cuz
0: your love versus someone else's love could be it's all relative, right? There's no there's no black and white on that one.
1: Yeah, I I can understand that there are people that straight 9 to 5 don't read about programming, don't think about programming outside of their um outside of their time at work. Uh, I can understand that there are people like that.
2: I cannot imagine being there. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's that's a definitely good point. There we go. Yeah.
2: That's a good way of putting it.
0: Um, I I think these kinds
2: of – Ruby on Rails
0: is certainly for somebody who's looking to be better, someone who's looking to really show their passion for learning programming or learning Ruby specifically or being mentored because, you know, I I don't know how many students you have, but, uh, you know, I – truth be told, we live in the same city. We've probably only seen each other a small handful of times, Jesse, but <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So, I mean, and I, you know, I heard about Ruby off rails through just like indirect channels. we probably share together, but, and I can't imagine that you have like 20,000 students, for example. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, crazy big, but it's, it's definitely getting a lot of traction and someone who is going to choose to go and, uh, become, a student of Ruby Off Rails become uh, you know, let you be their coach and you can mentor them. There it's somebody who really wants to enjoy programming, somebody who wants to up their game a bit, somebody and even as some of the things you say here on your homepage is like to add more dollars to their salary to become worth more because the more skills you gain, the more proficient you are, you know, the the more value you can provide to somebody, whether it's you doing consulting, you running your own company, or you working for somebody.
1: Yeah, absolutely, right? Like, I think that the the, the person that – like, the student that ends up signing up and, and really just nailing the whole course is someone who's driven um, and someone that can sit down and devote, like, whatever schedule works for them. Say, uh, like, once a week, like, okay, I'm going to watch this hour-long episode, and, uh, and then I'm going to, like, really tackle um, – the the homework at whatever level they feel feel comfortable at so it's that person that really wants to um to to get better right is is really driven i think so so i guess what i was going to mention is that uh that about halfway through so so i've been doing it for a year uh i started a scholarship for women and uh student developers um and so this was Around, I, I was saying that there is a gender gap gap in in our industry, right? And and we've seen a lot of good in the last year, but we've still got a long way to go. And so the scholarship is like eighty percent off the the course, and so um, I, I, it really helps to to encourage uh, you know women and students to 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 join and to and to really nail it. Um, and so that's been, um, pretty successful in the, in the last year. Um, but so as far as like how many students, I think we just crossed 150, um, over the, the full year. Um, and so, so so yeah, so, so a lot of people have taken, taken me up on it. And so I, I've, I've liked, um, you know, getting to know everybody and, uh, and, seeing everybody make my code better. Yeah, I wanted
0: (laughs) to ask you about that because, I mean, that's definitely been a hot topic for the past few years, just between diversity and, you know, you got the term, I think it's it's been mentioned a couple times here. We try to, I guess, not so much avoid drama on the show, we just try to focus on the things that are positive, but that doesn't mean that we want to not talk about touchy subjects because we just try to be, I guess, the the straight line down the middle and, and not try to um, be opinionated, but more so shine the spotlight on the people that are doing really cool things in open source and software development and uh, extract what we can. But, um, you wrote a post on this actually, you know, it was called the one where I have to explain why I want diversity in our field. And I think that this is something that's been talked about quite a bit. Um, and you'd mentioned it's a fan of the show, Ash Dryden. Um, she was treated horribly, Sarah Parmenter, uh, somebody you hadn't even spoken to was treated horribly, and then this is what spawned the desire to do this. Uh, is was this post way before this scholarship that you opened up, or is it you know just before?
2: I
1: think it was the. I think the scholarship was available for maybe a month or two before. Okay, so it wasn't the that that post did not say, hey, I should do the scholarship, wow. right? I've been seeing those things around. Um, and and I've just been thinking like, hey, I can do something. What can I do? And so this was before Rails Girls existed. Um, and so I was like, well, I have this thing. And if people learn Ruby, they can make more money. And if they can make more money, then you know they can make more decisions about their life. Um, and so I said, all right, so what I'll do is we'll have... Um some people that can do it for free and then others give a big discount. And so we kept going with the discount. Um and and you know, to to try and encourage behavior, just to yeah. try and make people feel more welcome. Really. I like the way you said
0: that though. Like what can I do? Right? And I think that um just to be as openly and honestly as possible about the I guess the topic really is that it's obviously uh, gender slided where it's more of a male dominant uh industry. There's many of us who really, really want to make that more diverse. Um, but being able to like for example, here at the change law. Like I've been looking for ways that we can do that a bit more. We have uh one woman writer on our on our uh and we've talked about her plenty. I work with her at Pure Charity. She's super awesome. Awesome woman, awesome programmer, awesome everything. Uh her name is Beverly Nelson, but you know Sometimes I feel like um, you can kind of get in this deer in the headlights kind of stance to the subject because you don't want to fall on the wrong side accidentally. You know, it's it. I don't know if that's a, an easy way to put it, but indirectly, somehow you do something that offends not because you really try to, but just you know something didn't come out right, or you said something that like you you know for example a, a formality might be to say hey guys. When you don't really mean "Hey guys," you mean "Hey guys and gals." It's funny because uh, uh, N- Wynn and I we used to do this um, this course at uh, at Lone Star Ruby Conference called "Design Eye for the Dev Guy and Gal." And we actually had and yeah. gal, and it was kind of cool because it's kind of a Texas thing, right? And gal, right? But uh, you know, it's just it's a very touchy line. But I like the idea of what you said, which was, you know, what can I do? And I think more people can stand up and say that, what can I do to show, um, you know, show that I want diversity or to help enhance it or to do whatever I can p- personally do to make that uh, a priority for, you know, our community.
2: Yeah. I, right on. I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, because there, there's a huge difference between noticing that something should be done and, you know, taking the stance that you have where, it's like you know, um, let me actually do something instead of just tweet about right. it, you know what I mean, yeah, because there's uh there are countless people that that will talk about it on on twitter and and because it is a an important issue and it is a hot issue um more more recently, uh, maybe because we just barely noticed, I don't know, but i mean it's it's uh It's something completely different when you say, look, I'm going to do something proactive and try to make a change.
0: 100%. On on one of your posts, I'm just curious if you still honor this because you said it's 80%. And here it says, TLDR, I am offering 100% scholarship to the six-week Ruby off-rails class for up to five women software developers. Apply here. Are you still – if someone applies to that, are you honoring the 100%? Just curious.
1: So, I right now I don't know how to make it happen with the year-round sign up anytime you want scholarship. Um so what I mean by that is when it started it was once a quarter. Ah, okay. So and and so it made sense that each time that I did it I could pick five students that that um you know, have them apply and 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 pick five students that would get a full scholarship. And and we didn't have the 80% off at that point. And so we added the 80% off, I think, the or I did the the next quarter. And then in the last, it. so what would have started in June would have been another course, right? Another episode. And I changed it to available anytime, start when you want, do it at your own pace. You're not limited to 12 weeks anymore. And the downside of that, at least as that I've seen, is, is I didn't quite know how to do the full scholarship. Um, and so I've been playing with some ideas there. Um, but yeah, I think if anybody emailed me, <laughs> right. So if anybody wants to email me, like we'll talk and, and we can make it happen. Um, but I don't have the mechanics down there yet of how to do that. Gotcha. Um, it could be as simple as just ask for it um, and we can see. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know yet.
0: So on, on the topic of, of this scholarship, both for, students as well as women what has been you know give us some success stories from this or even you know fail stories i don't know a good story from from how you've seen you being able to do something and what the impact has been
1: i've seen let's see some of the what for the i've seen more success with people that pay 20 percent than i have with the full scholarship wow (laughs) Um and I don't quite know if 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 I can draw conclusions to that other than maybe if I got something for totally free I wouldn't put much value in it but if I pay for it even if it's just a little bit right. then I value it a little bit more but I've seen that um but I I let's see otherwise I've I've seen some of some of the women students take and like at a higher rate than the men finish the course and um and like totally knock it out um so and then I've seen some of them go on to work at other places um and and so I'm excited about that uh about about seeing success like playing a small part in in their success. Um, and so, you know, I tend to follow and talk to him on Twitter and stuff like that. And so, yay students. <laughs> that kind of brings up,
0: uh, uh I, I guess the backfill of that question, which is placement. You know, if you are, um, you know, if, if you are a teacher and you have many students, it would make sense that, um, that others who are employers would come to potentially you to see who are the next candidates coming out of your most recent courses, that would be great applicants for these positions I have open.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, a couple times in the past, people have done that. Like, Hey, I'm looking for people, especially people that know and, and like Ruby, um, you know, what, what can we do? Um, and so, you know, you make instructions and ask people if they're interested, uh, you know, like most of the conversations that go that way, uh, the number of people that are looking for jobs is much less than the number of people that are hiring for jobs. Um, so that, that seems to be one constant. Well, that's a good <laughs> um, thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um I look at it as a good thing. Yeah, because I, I remember certainly what it was like in 2002 and three, right? Where um, Where them be rough times.
0: Yeah, them. Yeah. So... On uh, on that note, then of helping people get placed, do you you know for those who are you know listening that are fans of the change log in this show and that they, they happen to be running a company, they have some positions open, and let's say they have some Ruby positions or Rails positions open, you know what? How would they reach out to you? What is the process of like getting on the proverbial list to to be notified of like new applicants? And is this something that you're going to be formally introducing as like? I imagine this has got to be a revenue opportunity for you as well.
1: That's interesting. I um, Right now, it's totally informal. Um, so I may change that, like you're suggesting, to uh, to something else. I'd like to be able to do something like Jeff Kazmier is doing with, uh, with their G-School program, where you see uh, they have p- at the end of their course, they can bring companies in and show off and really um, show off the – projects and the, the students and say, hey, you should hire these people, right? I, I think that, that would be so fantastic. Um, and so I, probably what I need to do a, a better job of is getting the word out there more about Ruby Off Rails and then sort of completing that cycle. Um, but let's say that right now there are people that, that want to hire people. Email me at uh, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at rubyoffrails.com, and, um, and I'll hook you up.
0: Yeah, I think it's an important thing because I mean it kind of completes the cycle, right? I mean, one, you got into it because you have a heart for teaching and mentoring, and you kind of got uh, uh, you iterated, I guess, into it because you were doing it so well, um, you know, for for a number of years, and it came to a point where you're like, let's actually make this into a course that scales a little bit better, um, and now you're kind of at that point, and it it would even be as a value add for me to you know, to take, like you had mentioned your most premium course. Um, and I want to go back and, and look at what that is actually before, which, uh, I think you have what, um, a Ruby sort of the applied Ruby theory, which is like your, your mainline course. And you probably get sticker shock from this sometimes, at least whenever I first looked at it, I was like, whoa. But then again, like I said, I didn't realize that, uh, mentorship was such a huge component of it. So, You've got your your premium course which is like almost what well, almost five hundred bucks. But uh yeah. you know, if you're a student or a woman you can apply for a little bit less. Um but I guess the point there is is that you know, you kind of iterated to get to that point and but a value add of of me saying, Okay, well, I'll shell out five hundred bucks, you know, get you as a great mentor be able to go through all these different courses and get homework and really focus on this. But out the other side I know Jesse has also not only helped me learn the the Ruby and Rails ways, but I'm also learning how, or I'm also getting an opportunity at the end of potentially just walking into a good opportunity. I'm still having to obviously do what I got to do, but you know, you've know, you kind of teed up some opportunities.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'd definitely take that down.
0: So we have uh, two common questions, and I kind of miss Andrew on this one because, uh, Tim, you don't know the questions, but um, normally uh, on the show, we, we wrap things up by... Asking for, I guess, for a call to arms. You know, you got a, a wide landscape of programmers out there. Uh, newbie programmers, well-to-fit programmers. But, you know, in what way, um, you know, with Ruby off-rails or any other open source program or, I guess, project you're working on, um, you know, how can people lift up what you're doing? How can people take part in or do more with whatever you're doing?
1: Um, so it's interesting. I uh, I wrote down here what I when you told me about the, the call to arms uh, with open source and stuff like that and so what I wrote was um, that I recommend that everybody either join a Rails Girls um, so this is a local organization that goes out and ha- and does free workshops to teach uh, both women and and you know, but mostly women uh, but men can come too if they bring a, a, a somebody that wants to learn and and so these workshops are free, and they're great. So join one or start one, uh, find one and coach at one, uh, or just donate to one. So, like, I'll find, uh, if I hear about one, and I'll ask, like, hey, how are you doing? And then, you know, like, donate, like, buy breakfast for everybody or something. Um, and so that, that works with me for, hey, these people obviously have, uh, you know, an interest in Ruby, so then, you know, we do a, a coupon or um you know stuff like that, so I recommend everybody, uh, it you know go to one or look at what tutorials they have and and learn and and submit and help with that. Um, so along that is try and create like just getting started tutorials for people, and then and, and then have them and then you know blog about them. I know that a lot of times we like to write posts that are. You know, 10,000 words long and and our uh, treatises about, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, about, like, the intricacies. Dissertations, of, theses. Yeah. Theses. um But but if you're, like, what works great, um, Adam, you mentioned it er- earlier, is the Jumpstart Labs l- uh, tutorials. Um, those are fantastic, yes. I think. Those and, are really, really
0: good. I, I yeah. love the, the pace that Jeff teases up with. Um, I don't know if Jeff is the sole maker of those. I know he's got a, uh, Steve Klabnik, uh, also part of the changelog here. He's a teacher at G School, so I don't know if other teachers uh, at JumpStart take part or G School take part. But I love the pace that those are. Those are really great.
1: Yeah, so fantastic. And so, like, create stuff like that that helps. You yeah. Know, you know, and and say what they are. You know, are is this for beginners or is this for intermediate or expert? I think that that's. Some of what's missing um, about that, that's out there. Um, okay, so that's, that's mine. That's
0: yours. So I also want to add something to that because you mentioned Rails Girls. And uh, for those who are fans of the Log here in Houston, for one, if you see me around, say hi. Uh, two, Rails Girls is coming to Houston July 26th to 27th. So you can actually go to Rails, railsgirls.com slash Houston, of course and rsvp on facebook uh to do that as jesse mentioned uh you uh you're welcome if you're a man but you got to bring a woman uh who wants to code so that's uh that's i think that's a prerequisite right something like that
1: that's exactly right
0: um yeah and i think the other cool question we get to ask on this show which i think is you know uh, we we kind of joked in the the pre call about it could be a top ten list if you wanted it could be uh, like David Letterman style you know count down from ten to one if you want if you've got ten great but uh, who is your programming hero?
1: Okay, so I had three and I tried to cut it cut any one of them down and uh, and I it it just couldn't couldn't happen so number one is Aaron Patterson so tender love yes. on, on on Twitter um, and so I mean he's just been tirelessly making Rails better. And he's also got like a slew of other projects um, and and so like what he 's been doing in the rails code base crazy awesome um, and then he 's really been pushing the state of the art of pun driven development I mean, if you just go and look at his uh, um, repositories on github I mean they, they just make you laugh hmm. um, so I just saw so-
0: something on Twitter. I think it was something pun driven something. Recently, yeah, like
1: literally, yes, I, yeah, I about
0: fell over laughing.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm, I did not make that up. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. Um, and, and okay, so number two is uh, is Yahoo! Cats. So uh, for someone who has not been programming all that long to to been involved in like Merv, jQuery, Rails three, and Ember. I mean, it's just crazy, um, crazy talented. So, um, so yeah, props to that. And then last is uh, is Uncle Bob. Um, and so, I mean, I just hope that I can be programming in thirty years, telling everybody uh, that they're doing it wrong. Um, you know, some like, hey, back in my day, we had to worry about memory and threads. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that that that's my three. There you go.
0: Um, I'm gonna, I guess, tee up a maybe a brand new question for the show, which is if you weren't programming in Ruby, or yeah, I guess for future guests, this be if you weren't programming in whatever language is your choice which would you be programming in
1: so um i've got three (laughs) that i'm looking at right now trying to decide which one i really want to um dive into um so this i guess i'm gonna not answer your question but i will talk about three programming languages one is uh is go um that my trouble with Go is its uh, is its syntax coming from Ruby. It sort of grates on me, but it is the camel and,
0: case that gets you. Uh,
1: it's not so much the camel case, but it's the uh, it's the colon equals to do assigns. Huh. Uh, I, I spent some time um, in, in Delphi, and it brings up it brings up bad memories. Um, and but it does like straight performance wise. Um, I mean, it just it just nails it so um, I think to learn to not learn that would be um, not a wise decision in the next you know couple years Uh, other than that I really like uh, Elixir right is a is a fun little language on top of Erlang Um, and then the last as all Ruby programmers eventually talk about is Clojure (laughs) Um, and so so what's interesting about that right is like two functional languages so that's sort of my next um you know thing to tackle and to 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 look at very
0: cool well just it's definitely been uh fun having you on the show um uh, i think it's really awesome that you're like tim had said you know you're you're kind of being the teacher being the mentor and, and maybe even being the placement person um for some future students that you have um uh, it's been obviously great having you on the show. We, we broadcast this show live every Tuesday at 5. I know this show was aired a little earlier than normal, but that happens sometimes. So catch us next Tuesday at 5. We're not sure on the guest yet, and I know Andrew's pinning down a couple of new guests, but uh, definitely tune in. So thanks, Jesse, to you for joining us. And Tim, especially thanks for you to be a uh, uh, guest host today. It's definitely fun having you on the show. So let's say goodbye, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.